Judith Echo. You're listening to Mad Love. I have been up for the last several hours. I took my mom to the ER. She was having a weird episode uh, starting about 11. I think she didn't, I don't think she ever really went to sleep. She pretended like she was going to bed at the same time I was going to bed, but she really didn't. And uh, she was up and dressed and ready for the day, bright and early by, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, she was just getting agitated and irritated. And, you know, I need somebody to take me home. I'm ready to go home. So I had discussed with her doctor that if she did that again, I was going to take her to the ER because what happened is uh, she used to have these episodes every now and again. I think she had one maybe five or six plus years ago and it was scary and I shared it with her uh, physician at that time and he was like it was just the one okay you know no big deal Um, and then I think in the last two years they've picked up in frequency but instead of like once every few months now it's like twice a week you know, and it's just almost impossible as a caregiver to get any sleep or real rest because she is so restless and she moves around and she clunks around and she drops things and she gets a snack and she um, talks to herself. And and then the weirdest thing with my mom, though, as soon as you take her outside and she encounters strangers, she just is the nicest, sweetest lady. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what's going on. It's very, very surreal. Uh, It's just, I mean, the human brain is like the ocean. The reality is this is much like a deep dive into the ocean because you're just watching someone's brain uh, just process in this very unique way that's non-linear. For instance, I helped uh, give her a bath. And pardon me if I told this story. I don't remember sharing this story. But I gave her a bath on like Monday uh, or Tuesday. I helped her bathe and get all cleaned up. And and it was a shower actually. And and showed her how to get in and out of the tub, swing your legs, do this. Helped her with everything. Uh, When I met her later in her bedroom, she goes, you know, the nicest lady who helped me take my shower. I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, she was really nice, really helpful. I think you know her too. I was like, oh yeah. She goes, yeah, her name's Judy too. Said, yeah, she goes, yeah, except she white. And I was like, are you sure? She was like, yep, white. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm not white. I've never been white in my whole life. <laughs> but for some reason, like, I don't know. It's weird. So, like, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what we're dealing with here. You know, uh, she, she views the world through this dementia filter that none of us you know know what that is and I'm telling you we're in trouble I just had to explain to the doctor how much uh memory care costs she was a very nice doctor and she was like well how much does it cost I was like about five grand a month on average fifty five hundred dollars a month private pay so if you don't have sixty seventy thousand extra dollars uh people are gonna have to your people are gonna have to go on Medicaid and you know some people have amassed a lot of assets and they just can't afford you know $70,000 a year 
And even if you can afford it for the first couple years, what are you going to do if you live 10 years like that? It was crazy. So the doctor was looking at me. I'm like, if I'm explaining this to an ER doctor, we literally are in trouble. We're in real deep trouble. Uh, And she was a nice doctor. And if you got to go to the ER, go to a nice neighborhood where there are no gunshots, there are no police in custodies. Uh, It's just, you know, heart attacks and scares at the old folks home and maybe uh some dementia at 3 30 in the morning you go in there you're gonna have an easy peasy experience uh you don't have to wait for four hours uh with the longest wait we had was to get her test results back she does not have a urinary tract infection which is normally the culprit for sudden confusion but uh and sudden delirium but her blood work looked great her, she did not have any infections. This is just the advancement of her disease. And because she's pleasant, so, you know, when you go to a more urban ER, uh, they're used to gunshot wounds. They're used to acute health crises, and they want to see the damage, right? So with dementia, you can't see it. So, you know, I just appreciate getting good care and attention, even though my mom wasn't stabbing me or screaming and hollering or you know she's very her dementia is very subtle if you didn't know she had it you wouldn't know you'd have to really ask her and and delve into questions like what day is today how she knows her age she knows her name but she does not know the date she does not know the president she doesn't know details so you're she's going to flunk a lot of tests and so at this point it's just getting beyond what I feel is safe for both of us because I'm telling you what it's only so many times you can be awakened in the middle of the night with somebody hammering you with these bizarre requests and weird questions and it's like you know you lose your patience because it's like dude I'm sleepy I don't have a sleep problem you do I want to go to sleep I want to be asleep so you know I'm trying to sleep in the ER I'm, you know, they got you on those little wireframe chairs. I'm trying to, you know, just position myself to sleep. And literally every 10 minutes, I open my eyes to, to her saying something to me and staring at me. And I'm like, dude, just close your eyes. You'll be asleep too. It's 3.30 in the morning. You know, by that time it was like 5.30. But still, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm telling you, I am always at the beginning of something, it seems. This is going to be very scary because dementia is going to become an acute health crisis. People are going to have to take their loved one to the ER because who knows? There's just never going to be enough doctors to see everybody when they're up wandering around in the middle of the night. You know, I'm telling you, 10 years from now is going to be a nightmare. And the only way I'll be happy is if I've figured out a way to not only help families but profit off of this because uh, I wouldn't wish this on anybody this is just a horrible uh, situation and there's so little help and everybody's like there's all these resources but they're not really you know I think if, if so right now I feel like I'm going to cross a precipice of help because a social worker from the hospital is going to get involved but you know, um, it's not always feasible to send somebody to the hospital, you know, um, that shouldn't be 
the best way to get help for dementia and Alzheimer's. It's so prevalent. And then the ERs, they're not really equipped for it. And some hospitals don't even have like a dementia wing. This is, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen and I, I can't figure it all out today for everybody else, but that's been my last, uh, I would say the last five years, it started to increase uh, in, in, in consuming my life and becoming a more hands-on thing. But certainly in the last two years, it's become a, a lot of work. And uh, everybody that I know who really knows how involved I've been, most of them are like, dude, you've done way more than a lot of people would have. And I just think that's the right thing to do. But I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard. And I am sleepy. And I am tired. And, you know, I hope that this visit leads to some answers and helps her get some sleep and helps us figure out what our next strategy is because she's perfectly healthy except for dementia. And this happened to my dad. You know, they always would come back like, the blood work looks great. He's in great shape except for the Alzheimer's. And it's the same thing with my mom. Literally, people, do you know how fucking surreal it is? You can outlive your brain. You can live, your body can survive and thrive past your mind. That's terrifying. At least it is to me. So, I'm tired. This podcast has become all dementia all the time, and I'm sorry about that. Abbott Elementary comes on again tonight. Please check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, the Culper Manifest has new music out everywhere you listen to good music it's out it's called Everyone and uh, I love everyone and I hope you love the project too we worked really hard on it I have no idea how I found time to uh, produce and manage that project and pick the artwork and do all the stuff I had to do to get it out on September 16th but I did and I'm thankful for that And I hope you guys like it. I think it's uh, this team's best work. I really do. Very cohesive, very listenable record. And uh, I appreciate all the support from everyone. Uh, For everyone and for, you know, just my life. Because I'm telling you, caregiving is hard. It's coming for a lot of you. And a lot of y'all ain't ready. So get ready. I'm not sure why people aren't talking about this. It should be on the news. And, oh, I found out my high school is closing. My beloved Rosati Kane. When I tell you, everybody I know wanted to go to Rosati Kane High School. It's an all-girls Catholic school. Rigorous educational standards. It prepared me phenomenally for college. I had an eighth grade teacher who told me I wasn't smart enough to go to Rosati Kane. I got into Rosati Kane. So that lady, you know, whatever. And, um... You know, I I had a good career there. I was never going to be a mathematician, but I did well at Rosati. Uh, A lot of my friends here in St. Louis are from Rosati Cane and um, my years there. And I am just really, truly saddened by that news. Um, And if I could buy the school, I would, you know, I'm not sure I want to run a school, but I definitely would take the building because it's just cool. And when we were kids, like, everybody wanted to go to school in the Central West End. It was just cool. All the cool girls wanted to go to RK. So I'm really saddened by that news. And um, yeah, that bums me out. 
Uh, yeah, that's it, it. Really, I can't explain it. It just bums me out. I was able to have a good career there, and they really prepared me for college because my first year, my first semester at Howard, uh, the mighty, mighty Howard University, I landed on the dean's list. Well, I didn't know what a dean's list was. I had never heard of it. My parents didn't go to college. I didn't really know what to expect. So I, I I wrote people's papers for them. My English training was so strong at Rosati Kane that, you know, I probably should have been charging people, but I was writing people's papers. I was doing all this stuff. Uh, I just felt really good about my education and I wound up on the dean's list. Now I remember my counselor was like, okay, well you made the dean's list. And I was like, oh my God, please do not tell my dad because he's going to send for me and make me come home. And she was like, no, the dean's list is good. And I was like, oh, okay. Because you're talking about being on a list and I'm not trying to get, you know, sent for. My father will call for me to come back to St. Louis because I'm wasting his time and money. And uh, she was like, no, no, the dean's list is good. It means you got a 3.2 or higher. So, uh, and that was all Rosati K because I was used to studying. I was used to a rigorous schedule and I just hit the ground running. And it makes me sad that that, uh, that the archdiocese or however you say it, I'm so old now. I can't, I haven't, I don't have to say it anymore. Archdiocesan, the archdiocese. Oh, that's it. The archdiocese of St. Louis is, is abandoning my beloved high school. Shame, 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 shame. Just like Game of Thrones. All right. There's a scene where a lady is walking behind Cersei saying, shame. She looks like a nun too. Shame, shame. And yeah, shame. I'm, that is terrible. And I noticed they're closing St. Mary's, but there's some other, you know, prominent Catholic schools that aren't, uh, that are all boys that aren't closing. I mean, that just is really lame to me. All right, everybody, please have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, be your best. And if you think of it, send some love and prayers my way. I appreciate it. They work. Thank you so much.